This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Hey, Village Church, welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. And Pastor Michael, we got a great question today, but before we get to that, we have some favors to ask our listeners. First, we want them to submit a question. They can either do that on our website, www.vcob.org, and click on that link that says Q&A podcast, or they can download our app and just submit the question from the VCOB, uh, the Village Church of Bartlett app. The second thing we want them to do is make sure that they're sharing these podcasts with friends and family members and those that may be struggling in different areas of their life or some that just might be blessed by hearing something that we say. And third, we want to make sure that they rate and review these podcasts at our iTunes store. All right. So here's our question for today, Pastor Michael. When Jesus saves us, what is he actually saving us from? Okay, so let's get heavy. Um, lots of misunderstandings mm-hmm. about this. Yep. I'm going to give you the easiest answer, and then we're going to take a little bit of time, walk through some scripture, and explain it. When you are saved, we say things like saved from sin, mm-hmm. which is true, but that's not the biggest thing we're saved from. Not at all. Saved from hell, which is true, but that's not, not the, the biggest. biggest thing. First and foremost, when we trust in Jesus Christ, we are saved from the wrath of God. That's right. So um, you will hear me say during communion or when I preach the gospel that um, if you have not trusted in Jesus, you're under God's wrath, Mm -hmm. um, which is a very countercultural um, notion to Americans because in in our pop culture idea of a Christian God, God is only love. God mm-hmm. loves everyone and everyone is a child of God. The problem is when you open up the Bible, the that Bible isn't is, true. That is none of it's true. God is more than love. Um, right. Former podcasts, we dealt with this, but God is first and foremost, holy and just. Mm-hmm. Um, and that not everybody is God's children. The only people who are God's children are the ones who've trusted in Jesus. Yes. Huge distinction. That's right. And, um, and, and so we just got to, we got to start breaking down some of these cultural lies and when we talk about getting saved, a lot of people don't understand it. Well, why would I need to be saved yeah, from a God who from? is loved yeah, yeah. and I'm already his child? Right. And uh, there's this default assumption of universalism, except for kind of like some really bad people, that everybody goes to heaven because God loves everybody yeah. and everybody gets forgiven because to not forgive everybody is somehow evil. So mm-hmm. um, let me say it again. When you get saved, first and foremost, you are saved from the wrath of God, That's right. the anger, yep. the the fury, the vengeance of God. And the justice of God, right. because he is righteous, we are not, our sin separates us from him. Yep. So here's the irony. Um, we need to be saved from God to God. Yeah, <laughs> you know? right. And that may feel confusing to people, but this is the issue is that um, because of my sin, I'm under the wrath of God right. apart from Jesus. So I come into this world with sin. I grow up indulging in the sin inside of me. 
and God is a holy, just God who must deal with every single infraction. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have higher expectations culturally for judges in our court system than we do for the God of the universe. So a judge who just sits there and says, oh, you don't have to pay that fine. Up, oh, you're off, Scott. Up, oh, I won't hold that murder accountable. Up, oh, you're a rapist. No big deal. Up, oh, you're a thief. Yeah, it's not a big we deal. We would have a society revolt we against would. that judge. And yet the God of the universe, we want to just say, hey, he's love. He shouldn't hold anybody responsible for anything. And that's ludicrous. We Mm -hmm. should hold God to a higher standard than American judges in our court system. And when we see in other nations people not getting punished, we say, oh, no, that is immoral. They are corrupt. And um, what most people are advocating, we'll just say subconsciously, not like consciously, but what they're advocating and believing in is a really corrupt judge who lets people get off scot-free and does not take law and justice that seriously. And they probably have never even thought about about God that way. But that's exactly what they're saying. That's exactly what they're saying. God is not a corrupt judge. He is a holy, flawless, righteous, perfect judge. Mm -hmm. And when there are infractions he has to deal with them. And, and in the divine economy, um, in the divine jurisdiction and oversight of the entire universe, God cares about everything. Right. Your heart, your intentions, your motivations, your words, your deeds, the deeds you should have done, would have done, could have done, mm-hmm. might have done. That's right. Everything is valuable to him. Period. So when we get to this question, we have to say, number one, you're saved from the wrath of God. I want to read to you Romans 5, 9. Mm, It says, since therefore we have now been justified, which means made right by his blood, that's Jesus's blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. Mm -hmm. Um, And we just get back to this point that the wrath of God is what is on us. And when we trust in Jesus, we are made right by trusting in what Jesus did for That's us on right. the cross. That's what his he blood. did. Yes. And so here's what happens when you're saved. You move from being an enemy of God under his wrath to adopt it as a son or daughter of God under his fatherly yeah. love. And this is, this is what I think is so amazing is because what God wants for us is to be sons and daughters. We're born as enemies resisting God, disobeying God, not submitting our lives to him. Mm-hmm guilty of all different kinds of sin. And God wants to move us from enemy to son. So here's what he does. He removes every single obstacle between us and God. The only thing that stands between us and God is our own unbelief. Mm -hmm. That is it. Um, Will I, will you trust Jesus? And, um, And so some people will say, and you hear me talk about this all the time, but like, how good do I have to be? That's like a murderer looking at a judge <laughs> and saying, how good do I have to be to like, you know, pay this off? And, or, or a you rapist can't. looking at a judge and saying, how, how many good works can I do so that I don't have to be punished for my rape? Like, no. it's insane how much more just and holy is the God of the universe. And so we got to obliterate out of our minds mm-hmm. this idea that good works can save us. They cannot. So here's what I love. Jesus paid the price for our sins in our place. And uh, we don't have to pay those. So we have an option here. Do we want to trust in Jesus and have that applied to our account? Or do we want to reject Jesus and then take on the wrath of God ourselves? Mm-hmm. So there are two options for every person. Number one, I pay for my sins and I take on the full weight of the wrath of God for my sins and my body and my soul and my emotions. Or option number two, uh, Jesus does it for me in my place Give me Jesus anytime. Yeah. So uh, another passage I want to I want to read is from First Thessalonians chapter 
5, verses 9 and 10. For God has not destined us for wrath, Mm. but to obtain salvation through Jesus Christ, who died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep, meaning dead, we might live with him. That is what God wants. That's right. Sonship. That's why Jesus died, so that we would not have to pay the full price for our sins and bear on our body, Mm -hmm. soul, and emotions God's wrath. Last uh, verse I want to read, uh, and we'll give you some so what's. Um, 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 5 to 10. And uh, just listeners, stick with me for a moment and just kind of soak in this text because it's huge and thick and awesome. This is the evidence of the righteous judgment of God. So God judges and it's righteous. Here's the evidence that you may be considered worthy of the kingdom of God for which you are also suffering. Since indeed God considers it just to repay with affliction those who afflict you. Here's what he's saying. Um, Christians, the people who persecute you, Mm -hmm. wait for it. God will take care of it. God will afflict them. Okay. Goes on. And to grant relief to you who are afflicted as well as to us. Christian, you're being persecuted. You're being killed. There will come a day of Mm -hmm. relief. You will look back on this and you will say, thank you for removing this burden for me. When is this going to happen? He goes on and says, when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels. Now, here's the challenge is he's saying to them, this was 2000 years ago. Yeah. And he's saying to them, I know you're being afflicted and I will remove this affliction from my people. I will afflict those who afflict you. When? I come back. Mm -hmm. Many of these people died and they never got to see this. We still haven't seen it. We're waiting. And then he says this, um, when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels, I love this, in flaming fire, (laughs) inflicting vengeance on those who do not know God and on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. Okay. How do we obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus? Trust. Believe, trust. Yeah, trust Thank him. you. That's Believe. it. That's it. He's like, anybody who hasn't trusted in me, when Jesus comes back, he starts inflicting vengeance. And I love this with his mighty angels and flaming fire. They will suffer the punishment, those who have not trusted in Jesus, of eternal destruction away from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his might. When he comes on that day to be glorified in his saints and to be marveled at among all who have Believed. believed because of our testimony to you was believed. I love this. His mm-hmm. emphasis here mm-hmm. throughout the whole thing is you, there will be people and they're not going to believe. And if you will not believe or trust in Jesus, you will receive on your body, soul, and emotions, the wrath of God. Yeah. But that is not necessary. Some people will say, God, that's so mean of God. How could he do that? And it's not like he hasn't given us every opportunity to get out of it. He's like, here I am. I've sent prophets and the word and I'm doing everything. Like there's literally, there's no excuse whatsoever. And uh, so I love that God has gone out of his way to make it as easy as humanly possible. Mm -hmm. All you have to do is trust in Jesus. Do you believe that you're a sinner? Do you believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sins and rose again from the dead? Uh, Do you trust and Jesus. Yes. And if the answer is yes, if you, mm-hmm. if you have just a mustard seed of faith, you will be removed, transferred from enemy to son. Right. Enemy to daughter. Uh, and and at that point, here's what you know. Jesus paid the price for you. You will never have to bear on your body the full weight of God's wrath. So what do we say from? 
very simply, God, Mm -hmm. his Mm -hmm. anger and his just vengeance at sin. And in case for some reason you think he's overreacting to sin, what's more probable? God's overreacting or you're underestimating the severity of it. I'm going to go with the latter. Yes, right. So three so what's. Number one, hell is not a place run by Satan. Mm, It is a place where the wrath of God is poured out. Satan is actually being tormented and punished in hell. Number two, trusting Jesus now removes all wrath that you could personally experience from God once and forever. There is never again, once you trust in Jesus, an experience of him pouring out his wrath on you. It's not done. at all. It's poured out on Jesus. Discipline, yes. Wrath, no. no. And then finally, number three, Jesus isn't playing around. Mm-mm. I'll just leave it at that. No, sir. Um, he is very serious about sin and very serious about salvation to the point where he would endure on himself the full weight of God's wrath in our place. That's how much he loves us. That's how serious he takes this. And uh, the cross is not something we just wear around our neck. It is the most pivotal, um, enormous, violent experience and event in human history. Amen. I'm going to eat a banana now. Thank you, listeners, for joining us today. Please come back next time when we answer the question, if Christ bore God's wrath in our sin, then why does God send people to hell for those sins? This banana's great. (laughs) 